So I sat down with two of the co-hosts of the podcast called The Uncover Up, Nathan Radke and Elena Papianis. Elena is a friend of mine and Nathan was someone who I just met that day and uh, I had met him because they had invited me to be on their podcast to talk about the psychology of conspiracy thinking. So we did that and there's a link in the show notes for you to go and listen to that podcast first if you'd like and then what we did was we stuck around and I just asked them a couple of questions and talked a little bit about how they got into this and uh, you know sort of behind the scenes so here you go have a listen well thanks for being on Mandyland <laughs> this is such a great surprise <laughs> I've never been on someone else's podcast before I'm oh, so excited really? oh wow this is great um, so you know I'm a huge fan of yes, the Uncover uh, yes. Up. I have one of our biggest. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like I get so excited when I see a new episode being launched. And one of the things that it's interesting that I was just on your podcast because one of the things that I've loved about it was that I just sit there and I listen and I learn so much. I'm just sitting here absorbing, nice. and it's so amazing. But then you invited me on, and I was like, ah, like now the what? two worlds are yeah. mixing. But um, but it's so amazing. I just think it goes so like deep into things, and it like it just it feeds my brain what it wants. Nice. But. Um, so, so thank you for doing your good work. And I know you guys have gotten like a lot more publicity and things have been going really well lately. Well, we do have a a radio show. Oh, really? Well, we go on every couple of months. Nathan goes on a bunch more. Yeah. On like this news talk 1010. Yeah. I was on a couple of weeks ago to tell people not to drink bleach. Oh, wow. So I was really doing good work that day. That is great. That is good. And I'll repeat it again. Don't drink bleach. Yeah. Yeah. The good, good lesson. Mm. Um, I'm curious as to how... Like, how this started? Like, how did you decide to start doing this? Like, did you have a vision for it, or...? Well, the it's based on a course that the three of us teach. Uh, Lee, Ellen, and I, we all teach this course. It's turning into two courses. It's not only a, a diploma-level college course, which it's been for the last eight years, but we're also turning it into a university degree course. Mm. Um, and so, uh, at first, it was just me working all by myself on this project. It's not the kind of project you should work by yourself on. Just <laughs> yeah. the nature yes. of it is, it's, yes. it's actually kind of dangerous yeah. psychologically to do this stuff. Yeah, it's not good for your brain. No. Not good for the brain. <laughs> no. uh, and so then I was teaching with Lee, and I was telling him about the course, and he was interested in it. So he started teaching the course as well. And then once we were both oh. teaching the course, we thought, him and I had done a couple experimental podcasts, like False Starts, But we thought, you know, this is something that we really, there's more to say than we can fit into the course. And we want to get into more detail, like something that I might say for five minutes in a lecture. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about for three hours. And were you hoping that students would listen to it or was it meant to be like a totally outside thing when it started? At at first, we just thought that Lee's mom would listen to it. (laughs) Does she? She does. Okay, good. She does listen to it. And we know where in Germany she lives and we can see where people are listening. And so we know, oh, there's Lee's mom again. And, and it was a way, too, for, for us to do some research, like to kind of become students again, to, to expand. And after we had only done only two episodes, like we had not done very many episodes, by the time we realized that there was something very important missing, there was a perspective that was missing, there was like a voice that was missing. And Lee and I have backgrounds in like sociology and philosophy and political science, but we really needed a historian. 
And then, Elena, you had just watched a documentary on Hitler and whether yes. he had still been alive. Yes, that's how it started. And so you said we should do a, you, that Lee and yeah. I should do a podcast on that. And yeah. I said the three of us should do a podcast totally. on that. And then I also pulled you guys into doing more pop culture people. Like we did mm. Marilyn Monroe right after that. And then. Because Lee has a lot of strengths. That but is that's, not. He, does, yeah, he literally know. doesn't know any famous people. <laughs> he can, I can tell yeah. from listening. Yeah, he has or no modern idea. art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so then, yeah, as soon as Elena did that one episode, it was like, oh, that's what was missing. It was Elena that was missing. It was me mm. the whole time. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I'm curious as to um, you, like, before life in this, like, how how was, like, because it's clear that, like, especially you, you've been thinking about stuff like this from a very early age. Um, you two, I think think but not this kind of stuff but like pop culture type yeah, stuff pop and, culture type stuff yeah and how things approach. are like connected and yeah like stuff. my background before i did my phd in history was cultural studies and and um kind of that area so it was more about sort of popular narratives and tropes and um and war actually too was one of my my topics for a long time so this was sort of new this was sort of new to me um and it does take some training in the, that kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been like being a student for me, for sure, more so than you guys, I'm sure. Because you can you you were delving a lot deeper into things you already kind of knew about. But oftentimes I was like, what is that? MK Ultra. Start, and, yeah, and then I, gotta, the I, have, to, I have to start fresh. All right. But do you think that you have a fascination with humanity? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and how people work and how people think and why yeah. they do what they do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um which is why, like, so Nathan and I went to this talk at the Super Wonder Gallery. They always have, you know, exhibits, and they had a UFO-themed one. Um, and our friend's partner was had some art there, and they were also doing these talks, like, on... They had... Um, who did they have there again? It they was were from MUFON. From MUFON. The Mutual UFO Network. Yeah, who, like, does investigate sightings. But then it slowly kind of got weirder and weirder. Yeah, it started off really legit. Yeah, and then it got very unscientific. But but you had people there who were like, it felt like a religious thing. Like it was a spiritual thing that they wanted to believe. And they were jealous of the guy who apparently had an implant in his brain from aliens. And like, oh, one wow. person believes in good aliens and bad aliens and good aliens protect us and the bad don't. And like, so there was all this, it just felt like a religious thing that they were all, they just wanted something to believe in. They wanted some meaning attached to something. And that was so fascinating for me. Cause I was like, and same thing with flat earthers. When I watched that documentary on Netflix, like beyond the curve, and I got it like, cause it's easy to, to be like, how can people believe that? And then you're like, Oh, it, it, uh, um, gives meaning to the randomness. They don't want to think that we're just like randomly existing, hurtling through space. Um, they want to believe that there's this fixed thing, that there's some powerful figure who put us there and then it all has meaning and it's all tidy, mm-hmm. you know? And so it made so much more sense when I could see it from that mindset and be like, I get why you would believe that. Yeah. You know? Nice. And yeah. of course, the other aspect of that is that, uh, like, and we can't stress this enough, there are conspiracies which are true. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had told yeah. me the CIA hired sex trade workers to seduce men in bars, to bring them back to, like, a, a room that had one-way mirror and dose them with LSD, like, that sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that is absolutely true. Like, all of that happened. Mm-hmm. There have been some truly bizarre things that have gone on. And so what we've been trying to do with this podcast is sort of go back and forth between, okay, well, this one, 
no, there's not too much truth to that one. But we're also trying to find, like, uncover up some actual truths. There are some really disturbing and weird conspiracies that have happened mm-hmm. that people should know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what sort of sets your work apart from a lot of the other stuff out there is that, like, uh, it obviously is a critical lens, but that you actually, like, you never know when you're opening up a topic where you're going to side on it. Right. It's like, what what are you actually going to find as evidence? So it's, you can't just listen to your podcast and be a generalist of a theory, a conspiracy theory thinker. You have to be really open to like, what are they going to say? What is going to be the evidence? Are you going to lead me down this? What new theory is Nathan going to come yeah. up with based on the evidence? <laughs> and sometimes right. we change our minds during the podcast. Like yeah. I think yes. I'm thinking of the Kurt Cobain episode yes. in particular, where Lee started off extremely suspicious. And then by the end, he's like, wait, maybe there is something to this. Yeah. So I have some questions for Mandy. Oh, wow. Turning the tables yeah. on me. <laughs> Where do you stand on aliens? What do you think? <laughs> Good one. Um, I think it was Lee that said, I mean, maybe you all did. But I think Lee said, like, there's definitely UFOs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like the yeah. unidentified flying objects. Um, so and I, there's almost definitely aliens out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. The question is whether or not they've been here. That's the question. I... I I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I just, I'm, I'm not either way. I guess I'm not, I think part of what's made me a, a kind of a weird scientist in a lot of ways is that I'm pretty much like, if there's no proof, if there's no proof against something, I'm not ruling it out yet. So, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of, a lot of my colleagues would, you know, take a very critical lens, like that doesn't make sense. And they take a very rational perspective on it. And I'm like, I'm not delusional enough to think that we understand exactly how the world works, our bodies work, our brain works. Like there are, there are elements and energies and stuff that are happening that we can't see. We can't detect with our technology. And I mean, even if you just look over the last 10 years of how much technology has changed for how we study the brain. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're picking up things that we didn't before. So, so I can't say either way at this point, like, I don't know that I don't know that we have the technology yeah. to make a decision on that, personally. That's exactly the kind of attitude that we try to foster in people. Yeah. Yes. She already has it. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, I think that's genuine open-mindedness. Open-mindedness mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'll just believe whatever comes along. Open-mindedness is I'm willing to listen to new evidence. Totally. Yeah. I'm willing to change my mind based on evidence. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a good attitude. Well done, to have. Mandy. Thank yeah. you. Setting the, <laughs> setting the example there. <laughs> What else should we talk about? I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, is there any yeah. other, like, is there any of your own stuff? Any rant or any, like, related rant to us? Oh, my goodness, no. Oh, okay. I, I could, but I don't no, want to okay. go on any. You know, we've never done an episode on anti-vaxxers. No, I that, that was originally why I was talking to you about it, was I anti-vaxxers. Know. Yeah. I know. You know what? I'd, I would be open to doing that with, with you mm-hmm. um, all, including Lee, if he's, if he's involved, um, to actually look at the evidence mm-hmm. because... Um, I find that's a really hard topic of conversation with anyone because it's so polarized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got the anti-vaxxers and then you've got the anti-anti-vaxxers. And it's really hard to have a scientific or evidence-based conversation with anyone. Even, like, I have, you know, friends who are PhDs and I'm like, let's just actually talk about the science. And they're like, why? Why? It's obviously there is, you know, we should be vaccinating. And I'm like, well... You know, if you actually look at some of this evidence, like, you know, it's right. it's not always clear. See, I don't even know all the evidence. I and we should always be willing to 
defend a position or to consider the possibility that a position might be wrong. Yeah. Even those positions that we hold dear. In fact, I would say, especially those positions that we hold dear, mm-hmm. we should be prepared to defend them in a rational way. Yeah. If we can't defend them in a rational way, we have to ask ourselves why we're holding them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I kind of expect a lot of the anti-vaxxers to maybe hold on to theirs because I, I think a lot of it is not necessarily based on scientific evidence. They have it's a different emotion. kind of... It's emotional yeah. evidence and, and there's some skepticism. And, and some cause and effect errors, I would mm-hmm. say. Yes. Well. But my scientific friends, it's like, how are you defending this without actually like having a like rational conversation? It's like the, the thought of me bringing up the conversation is like insulting to them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how, you're, that's so not open-minded. That sounds more like religion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's when, I think when science ventures into becoming a religion, I think that that's a problem and something that we have to, because, because the whole point of science is looking at new evidence, constantly changing. Science is not a, a series of facts. Mm-hmm. Science is a process. And by the nature of it being a process, that means that we have to reinvestigate things over and over and over again. Yeah, but yeah. the general public doesn't necessarily understand that and they see that the changing, the shifting territory as a as a weakness instead of a strength, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of the, they don't see the fact that, you know, we can realize we're wrong and there's new evidence and we can change our mind about something. They say that it's like, oh, it's always changing. Like, make up your mind. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about if you can't settle on one thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's like the difference between process and doctrine. Mm-hmm. Science has to be a process. It can't be right. Yeah, doctrine. Yeah, and I think that's happened a lot with the the vaccination science right now. Yeah. Well, maybe so we'll do that yeah, time. I'd love to do that. Okay. I just got my flu shot. Oh, did you? I yeah. didn't get one, and I haven't, but I'm kind of getting swayed to getting flu yeah. shots. I got one a couple months ago with Valia. Well, I know it's not going to protect me from COVID-19, but what it might right. protect me from is getting the flu and, and thinking that ho- it's COVID-19. Or having to go to the hospital where you can then catch a secondary. Who knows right. What? That yeah. just happened to my uncle. We could... Oh, no. Yeah, oh, I don't really? know. And But he ended up traveling. It was right before he was traveling to Australia, and he got like deeply sick and now he's there and he still has to like take a puffer he's got some respiratory thing but anyways but his doctor was like you came to see me and then you got something else like this changed right. from what yeah. it first was we could do COVID-19 as well we could sure I mean there's <laughs> Although a Lee ton will be of... like that's happened it's too soon Lee will be like it's too soon it's <laughs> yeah, still so happening always... I can't do it yeah but we could in general talk about the nature of viruses yes. and in general look at some of uh, the conspiracy theories that are surrounding it mm-hmm. there's a lot of people arguing oh this is like actually a deliberately weaponized virus right. that was released or accidentally released. Right. Like, and there's, of course, as always, when people are afraid, there's a lot of racist nonsense totally. that's going around. Yeah. yeah. And whenever there's racist nonsense going around, I feel like we have like basically a duty to yeah. try to fight against mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, well, right. maybe we'll, we'll chat again. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs>